This is noise. Listener, can you hear me? Kept you waiting, huh? Looks like there's more content at pixelbenders.com. You'll have to click the link in the description below to access the site. Find movie commentaries, exclusive shows, and early access to videos. Let's plays of the hardest retro games and analyses of the worst games ever made. That's more content than you can hold in one hand. Try smuggling all that in your stomach. You can send your questions to info at pixel-benders.com. Got it? Okay, you're ready to go. Welcome back, everybody, to Codec Calls, a Metal Gear Saga podcast where we replay the games in release order from the very first one in 1987 to whatever may come now and into the future. Um, I am your host, uh, Noise One, also known as Luis, um, and with with me are my two co-hosts, German, also known as Riser. I don't know if you want me to call you that at all. That's fine. I like that, Riser. Hey. All right. And uh, also, uh, damn it, Chris, also known as Chris. Hey, hey, hey. The worst video game player in the world. Is that what it is? No, what is it? World's worst gamer. I got it right the first time. <laughs> Anyways, um, so we were tasked by ourselves to play a couple games. Uh, we've already played through one completely, which was the original Metal Gear from 1987 on the MSX2. Um, which um, someone brought to my attention on Discord that they didn't really know what an MSX was. Um, it's a PC from Japan, and um, it, it doesn't run Windows, actually, what I told this person. Um, it, but it does run um, a Microsoft piece of software. So it is like like basic. Basically, that's, like, that's the programming language, but it was also like an OS, I think. Um, which is strange and rare because Japan hates Microsoft, as we all know. Um, you know, the, just just the way Microsoft runs its company, Japan has never liked it, and so that's why the Xbox does super bad over there in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, uh, so we got one game down, and I don't remember how many more to go. I don't have the list in front of me, but it's a lot. Oh. Um, <laughs> and so this last week... We decided to take on two games at once, but not really be um, obligated to finish them, which was uh, Metal Gear for the NES and uh, Snake's Revenge also for the NES. And um, I streamed both of these games and I had a hell of a time. Um, Not fun, uh, for sure. (laughs) Chris, uh, how did you fare with, uh, we'll start with Metal Gear on the NES. Uh, so I couldn't even get past uh, the first area, I guess you'd call it. Uh, the few screens you go down and there's that gate and the three trucks. Couldn't even get past that area. Um, and in fact, I only got to the gate one time. So you um, never made I, it out of the jungle. I never made it out of the jungle, no. <laughs> um, so so I, I didn't want to spoil anything, but... Last stream when when I when Brad proposed like look these ones are horrible I say we just knock them out and just get it done with I wanted to say I wanted to say like have fun with the first three screens because yeah. I know those first, <laughs> <laughs> you see those first three fucking scenes back to back it's it's horrible it's horrible 
Yeah. But go um, ahead, Chris. So yeah, it was for me, and and I think my biggest gripe was the NES version was there was absolutely no pattern to the way the guards would look in the I think it was like the the third screen down. And there's that big wall in the center, and then you have the guards one on each side, and they're just kind of looking around all different directions. <laughs> um, but they're always looking the same way. They're they're like coordinated in the direction they're looking, so that's always the same. But there's no pattern as to which direction they're going to turn or how long they're going to face that way. Um, Noise, I think I was talking to you about this before, where I was trying to play, and I, when I would get down to that screen and I got capped, I would get captured or seen or whatever so many times. I'm like, okay, I'm going to wait here to see when I should be going. You know, And there would be times where I would be like, they would turn and I would wait a couple seconds and, okay, let's see how long it's going to take for them to you know, look one way or another that they're going to see me. And I would count that. And then I would wait till the next time they do it, it would be completely different. (laughs) And I would either sit there for three or four seconds where I would have had plenty of time to get by them and they never would have moved. Or I would, I would see them turn. Okay. I go now. And immediately they would turn again, spot me and kill me right on the spot. And it's like, Oh Oh, yeah, there's, there's no rhyme or reason or pattern or anything to any of it. Um, And I think that's what would upset. Not, I wouldn't say upset me. It's what got to me the most. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And I, I, I must have been playing that those three or four screens for a good two and a half hours. And I oh just gave up God. after that. I, I was bound and determined to give it a shot. I really was. And I, I was just, I can't, I can't do this anymore. So I stopped. <laughs> and then I watched your VOD. Um, and I noticed you were using save states. And I was like, why didn't I think of that? You didn't do save states? I even said it. I said, I even said, these next games, I said, I'm sorry. I said, I don't think we're going to beat them. I said, not without safe states. I'm like, they're just, yeah. they're horrible. They're fucking horrible games. Yeah. And as soon as I got into the building, safe state. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> go ahead. Keep it going, Chris. Uh, I was going to say, uh, yeah, I, 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 part of, there was a part of me that like, I just wanted to try it naturally, you know, as if I was yeah, playing yeah. on the NES. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. And like I said, I, safe states didn't even pop into my head when I was playing at the time. Um, but I, I tried it and I couldn't get past those screens and I had an idea when I finally got down to that gate and I couldn't open it. And I was like, I know for a fact that truck on the right side that I can't get to now because there's guards right there is where, what has whatever I need to get past this area. And I knew it because it was the only truck I couldn't get to from that side of the screen. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I didn't get to that screen ever again from that point. So it's just like, <laughs> I just kept dying. And it's, it's, it is funny. Cause I, I watched your, your, uh, VOD noise and, and I don't know if it's coincidence or what, but like you would be chased by some of those soldiers for so long before they started shooting at you. For me, it was like immediately they started firing and two or three shots and I'm dead. So, um, <laughs> one thing I figured out is don't stop moving. If you, for one second, like, stop or change direction that's when for some reason that's when the ai decides to start shooting oh okay or when they come in like for some reason also within if if they come in within a certain distance i noticed that they do that um but yeah to add to what you were saying especially with that wall part um not all the enemies have a straight line of vision like they do on the msx where you could literally just walk right by them Mm -hmm. some of them for some reason have a cone of vision. Okay, I like it. You're right. It's some of them have diagonal vision, which is like, dude, 
we, we need some consistency here. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. well, with with I noticed that too. With the uh, there's the two screens where the guards fall asleep in that initial area. There's the first one where he's next to that truck, and mm-hmm. the one I think a couple down from there where he's like he like turns a couple times and he's like, oh, I'm sleepy, and then you go past him. Uh, there were there were a handful of times that I would pass him and the alert would go off, but he was still sleeping. Yeah, and I didn't mm-hmm. touch him. I wasn't like right up on him or anything. I just walked next to him and it would do the alert sound and the music would start playing, but he was still sleeping. And I'm like, what did I get caught or did I not? So I just, yep. I kept going and nothing happened. So I was like, okay, I guess I didn't, but yeah, I, I noticed that a few times. Yeah. Did he feel asleep? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he did. <laughs> I, I love that typo. I the feel asleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, hey, go ahead. Keep going. Chris. What else? I mean, you said you only made it to, what three four screens so yeah keep going anything else you want to add down yeah um another one that got me was that screen you come to and it's it's like a cross intersection and i went uh at first i went to the right and of course it can't comes over and it's the same screen again so i was like okay it's just like in the desert or whatever so i went down from there um and i think that was where i can't remember if that was the one with the the two guards you kind of have to like zigzag between them as, as yeah. I look around and everything. Um, I did that one a few times because again, I would get caught and oh, they come after me and shoot me twice and I'm dead. Um, the the screen with the three dogs I found annoying as well. Um, yeah, you can't do anything about it. What you do, they're going <laughs> nope, to alert. Nope. And they're going to hit you. <laughs> just keep running. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, that's through. I eventually learned that and just ran through. Yeah, but. There would still be times where, like, I don't know if it was the AI glitching or just choosing to do something different. Because normally they would, like, the two dogs on the left would just run straight up the whole time. And the dog on, like, the bottom right would run to the left and then up. So I knew how to dodge them pretty easily. But every once in a while, the dogs on the left would decide to run right at me instead. Mm -hmm. And so as I'm going down, they, like, intercept me and hit me. And, you know, again, two or three times and I'm down. So... (laughs) I definitely think there's probably some um, uh, AI manipulation because I know exactly what you're talking about. I think if you just consistently do the same inputs, you know, or, or, or transition to the next screen at the same area, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think yeah. there's definitely some kind of manipulation going on because um, I got very consistent. I, I, too, played it for maybe an hour, an hour and a half without safe states before I said, OK, we're, we're doing safe states. Um <laughs> Because I want to give it a fair shot as well, like we, you know, remember from the NES. Because again, I went into it thinking maybe I'm older, maybe I'm wiser now, maybe I'll be able to. Now nah, it, it's, it's still just, it's not, yeah. it's not fun. It's not fun at all. Yeah. Um. And one thing I didn't realize before we started playing too, uh, that I realized after I watched Noise VOD, um, is that uh, yeah, it's not made by Kojima, and it, it shows very much. Um, and I don't remember if we had talked about that last week about this game, that it's not a Kojima game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like a knockoff copy of it, I guess. But that's exactly what it seemed like um, based on what I was playing. And it's like, okay, they tried to copy the original, but without the original maker, they didn't know exactly what to do. So it's almost like a bootleg version of it, I guess. Yeah, it's like um, they it's like they reverse engineered the MSX version, trying to put it on the NES. Yeah ran into the nes limitations and then we're like what do we what do we do how do we make this game work on here um it's it's tragically a very familiar konami story as that's pretty much what metal gear survive is and you will see Uh, once we get to that um yeah when konami does things on their own 
without the original team, um, it uh, it's always a shit show, which is why I'm worried about uh, the Silent Hill 2 remake. I'm not, uh, I'm not stoked about that, and uh, Metal Gear Solid Delta also has me worried. But, well, uh, I mean, you, you kind of also touched on uh, my name, Riser. I mean, look at the Contra series. Yeah. Um, I don't. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think there's any there's there's any one dedicated person who made it, but you can tell when they just phoned the game in. Pretty much everything after you know, honestly, maybe some of the the hardcore or something like that. And it was when they released. I don't remember what it was, Rogue Contra Rogue or some something like that. Uh-huh. Horrible, horrible game. I mean, and and it baffles me that they're surprised they didn't make money. But you're like, did you? even look at the source material from your own freaking library of games that exist that, that people love and play? Or did yeah. you just make a piece of shit game and slap the Contra logo on it and hope it sells? And, and it's not. Yeah, I mean, this this Silent Hill 2 remake isn't the first time they fumbled Silent Hill. Like, they've been doing it since uh, Homecoming, I think, is when they really, really dropped the ball. Um, a lot of people don't really like The Room and um, mm. Shattered Memories. I was a fan of Shattered Memories because it's it's like a re-envisioning of the first one because the first one doesn't get much love anymore nowadays. It's just like, oh, yeah, it's great, original, whatever, but two takes all the attention. And then three is kind of like, yeah, that was also great. And four is like a completely different game that people were like, I don't know if I like this. Um, but, yeah, it's um, it's scary to see what Konami is going to do. Um, they haven't treated their, yeah, they haven't treated their franchises very well. So that, that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's not why it's sad because they have some great titles. They own some great stuff, and so they just don't want to do anything or, or are afraid or God knows what it is. Yeah, I mean Castlevania has been uh, yeah. hit or miss, hit or miss. All that's time. another, you know, Castlevania. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but they, they own some good stuff, and they just like Silent Hills, and they just don't don't care. I don't know. They don't that's the it. company yeah. that. That's the company that. It feels like they're keep digging their own grave, and they just don't understand why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, Chris, you have anything you know, else about Metal Gear One? Well, to throw in my ten cents, two cents, or one cent, or whatever. Uh, ten cent is the name of the company. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> to throw it to throw in my two cents about uh, um, my thoughts about that, not knowing the series obviously, but like understanding the premise of it. Um, and I think it's it's uh, noise. It's something we've discussed in our other podcast that uh, it's it seems to be a plague in the gaming companies now that they they've lost connection with their players and the player base and everything. And they're out to make a quick buck and they will do anything they can to make that quick buck. If that means cutting, making shortcuts or cutting people out or, you know, whatever they need to do, putting out a game every year because that's what they got to do. And that's what their fans expect. Uh, even if it's broken and incomplete or whatever, then they'll do it as long as they make money off of it. They don't care, you know? Um, and I, I think that's, that's something, uh, that's becoming more and more common with bigger game companies. Um, and I think that's why uh, we are in for either a revolution or there's going to be um, a major change in the landscape um, in gaming. Uh, because I think indie games are coming from that perspective where they, they are a lot of times either gamers or they understand what gamers want and they mm-hmm. will make the games that they want and they put love into it. They take the time to make it. Um, and they're not out to make a whole lot of money off of it. A lot of times they're just breaking even, you know, but they, they're doing what they love and, 
and they're making sure that what they put out there is what the people want. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, in, uh, indie games are pretty much love songs and, uh, you know, just dreams that someone's like, hey, man, I've always wanted to make this, whether it's inspired by something else or not. And uh, it shows. It, it, it shows when, when you play these indie games that just blow up because people are like, that's the good game. That's what it should be. Yeah. And, it, and it's funny. Some of those games are like, you could tell they're just like direct. Some of them, if they're like fan made or whatever, and not really there for profit, but just like almost direct ripoffs of the games that they love. And the audience are like, this is great. This is amazing. You know, um, I know there's there's a couple of Metal Gear clones. Um, once like Konami shut down Kojima, there was a bunch of like indie um, games out there. Like it's there's like a it it literally looks like Solid Snake with a bandana, but it's an animal. I forget what it's called. Um, I'll have to look that up. But yeah, it was a direct ripoff of like the MGS on PlayStation, and people were like, "This is awesome! This is amazing!" No one was like. Hey, shithead, fucking, you know, come up with your own original idea. Like, everyone looked at it and was like, this is a, a love letter to Metal Gear Solid, like, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be interested to maybe try out some of those games sometime, too. Yeah. I mean, we could probably bring those in, those, are those like, Metal Gear clones and stuff, because, yeah, I mean, they're not huge games. They're just, like, you know, whatever throwaway games that people were like, I just really love Metal Gear and sharing it with the world. Yeah. All right. So, German, that's all you have to say about uh, yours? You're just like, nah? No, no, no. I, I got a little more. I was just um, oh, okay. kind of just, <laughs> I, I was talking a little bit. No, um, I wanted to I wanted to point out uh, some stuff I did see, because I, I, I said in the last episode that uh, at the end of the day, it's a crappy game, in my, in my opinion. But, you know, I appreciate everyone that worked on it. And, you know, it, to somebody, this was their their triumph or you know what i'm saying there was this was their 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 moment to shine where they were like hey man i was tasked to to do this and i was limited but i I figured it out you know like there's good things in this game there's still beauty in this um i was going to point out chris probably didn't make it far enough uh, no he didn't make it far enough to notice the improvements that wasn't a a shot at you chris i'm just saying if no no yeah never made it inside the base so um there was there was there was a uh, two big improvements that I can think of off the top of my head, and that was uh, the menuing system, the item system. Mm-hmm. It was uh, actually or, it was actually organized, uh, unlike on the MSX version, Chris, where your key cards are kind of all over the damn place. All over and, the you place, know, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, here they're actually yeah. dedicated slot, like key card one, two, three, ratchet, like they'll always be there. So that was kind of nice. Um, one thing that I did notice uh, as well was um, when you shot in this game, when you shot your bullets, they actually went full screen. Versus yeah. on the MSX version, they don't go oh, the full screen. They go, yeah. they go like a tenth of it, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that just reminded, that gave me like Metroid vibes. I was like, damn, where's the long beam on this bitch? You know, I was like, I want to shoot the guy from across the screen. Um, so the, the shots did go off full screen. Um, the manual system, though, is definitely inferior, at least accessing it. Um, with the MSX version, you was the left trigger and the right trigger. Hold on. Yeah, just one button. Well, is that how it is on the MSX? It has more buttons, right? Because it uses a, a keyboard. I'm assuming, it's right? It's a keyboard. So, yeah. So, um, I'll, I'll add a little bit here. Since since our, since our I gave up on Snake's Revenge, I started going back to the original MSX version of, mm-hmm. of Metal Gear just to kind of play around. And, okay, so the keys are F2 and F3 are, are for your weapons and items. 
effectively. Uh, okay. So F2 weapons, F3 uh, invent items. Um, F1 was the pause. Uh, F4 was uh, your codec. Base was to punch. And for some reason, M and N, uh, or I mean M or N, uh, th that's your weapon. Okay. Which is real strange. Okay. And then you use the arrow keys to move around. Okay, because that, that that actually stumped me for a minute. Because I, I was like, wait a minute, how many buttons did the MSX MSX have? But it was the yeah, the computer, it was so, just the computer. So plenty of buttons. So with, with that said, the the NES version being limited in its buttons, the menu system was was really stupid. That you opened it up and it was what was it? Weapons, equipment, and trans transceiver. Yeah. And uh, if you went into <laughs> equipment by by mistake instead of weapons, you had to close it out to reopen it up to go to you know weapons um just a little a little you know nitpicking or whatever and i understand limitations or you know all that stuff but when we came from the msx version which was left trigger was items right trigger was weapons and the the in my opinion in my case the ps5 the pad was your trans your, your radio it okay. was just so smooth it was so damn smooth you know um yeah so that that, that was a little frustrating on that point um chris remember when i asked last last stream what did you think of the enemy ai and on this one, at least I feel the any any AI doesn't run around like idiots. They just charge at you like Oh freaking... absolutely, yeah. They will <laughs> they, they know exactly where you are and they will hunt you down. Yep. And if and if you um make it into the building, they come at you in a straight line. Yeah. I, I saw that in your volume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, That's these insane. guys just go in a straight line. What the hell? They just go beeline for you. Yeah, it's 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 funny that they're totally different. Um the uh, the other thing that made me laugh was uh, I, I was gonna say in in the MSX version um, there's a few very few rooms where if you walk when you right when you walk in you instantly set up an alarm. Um, in this yeah. game, it, it's every other room. There's like every oh, yeah. other room you go, <laughs> so you you can't take a step into a room without <laughs> triggering somebody. You're like, what the fuck am I supposed to do here? You know, it's very frustrating. But um, although one thing it, I will say that I like about the NES version versus the MX or MSX, sorry. Um, is when you do trigger an alarm, whether by the laser beams or the camera, in the MS ver MSX version, you had to go all the way back to an elevator or leave the building in order to stop that alarm. In this one, I think, based on Noises uh, VOD, um, you had to enter the next room and it's done. Um, so what it's so what actually happens, um, it's the same in both, both versions. It's the number of exclamation marks that pops up above their heads. That shows you how wide... The alert is oh, if okay. it's yeah. So if it's one exclamation point, um, it's single screen, so you can just you know uh, zone out like you know Monster Hunter. And yeah. then uh, if it's two exclamation points, then it's area wide. And like you said, either you have to leave the building, or go into an elevator, or kill everybody on screen. That's the only way to get mm. out of those yeah. two exclamation point alerts. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Okay. Uh, I only know that because. I did read the manual a while back. Not, not. I think when we first started talking about the podcast, I was reading. I was just like consuming Metal Gear, and that's uh, the that's the only reason I know that. Um, the last thing I'll, I'll touch on was um, this game did do uh, flags, if you will. Um, when you pick the, let's say, the binoculars, and then die immediately, you start back in you know three screens back. You still have binoculars, and you know as far as as far as I saw, anyways. Yeah. Did it do that for us on the? Oh, no, the, the, I missed it. No. no, okay. Remember, it elevated from checkpoints. Yeah. Yeah. 
pretty much you, you found a new item, go back to the elevator to, to save it pretty much. Um, so that was one thing they did right. That's why, like I said, I played for like a solid hour and a half, just going for it, just going for it. <laughs> and if I died, I, if I got a new item and I died, I didn't care because I knew I would have it back in the jungle. But then I got tired of going through the same screen stuff, so I started using the, check, the, the safe states. Um, that, that's the only other thing I wanted to add. Noise, you can take over, but I, I do have a question leading into it. Um, you played further than I did. I, I made it decently far, but is there any other checkpoints, like hard checkpoints, do you, or do you always start back in the jungle? Um, no, yeah. So um, the first elevator, for some reason, is not a checkpoint. Um, I think from the second elevator on, then it's a checkpoint. Okay. Um, I don't know how they messed up the flags there, but uh, yeah, there was once I learned. Oh, I'm responding at a, at a at an elevator. That's when I did kind of did the same thing you did. I start I started not caring about my save states. I was like, oh, grab the item. If I die, whatever. Fucking, okay. I'll restart here. And sometimes it would benefit me because yeah, dude. Sometimes I was in building two. I would die, and I would be at the building one elevator. And sometimes it was to my detriment and other times I was like, oh, perfect, because this is where I need to go and I don't have to go through the jungle again just to get here again. Speed, uh, what do you call it? Oh, shit, I, dro- I dropped the ball. Speed strats, there you go. Yeah, the, yeah, it's a speed run strat where it's just like you die to get somewhere quicker, like, like, a, mm-hmm. like, like, a, like a save, whatever, yeah. You, you said it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's all I really have to say on uh, this version. Uh, noise, go ahead. What you got? Um, well, I beat the game. Um, Good job. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was determined. I was determined to do it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's, uh, f- at first I thought it was a completely different version of the MSX. Um, especially with that introduction in the jungle. Um, and I didn't realize until I saw, uh, a fan made anime that somebody made on the internet that I ran into a couple days ago. But on the MSX, um, did you guys realize this? Am I an idiot? That Snake is climbing over a chain link fence out of the water and onto a platform? I knew he was climbing something. I just didn't know it was a chain link fence. I, for some reason, thought he was just like crawling on the floor and then stopping on the floor <laughs> and standing up. No, no. Yeah. I realized it was climbing. That's funny. Yeah. So apparently that's a chain link fence. Um, okay. So... I just wanted to bring that up because it's completely different than the NES, which the NES is more like, hey, we're Contra. Let's go through the jungle. Also, don't get spotted. You know, and it's like, oh, so it's oh, yeah. not Contra. Why did you start us in the jungle? You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but then once you get inside the building, it's almost the same <laughs> map layout, pretty much. Um, everything is pretty much the same. Uh, key difference differences for sure are you can walk underneath cameras. Yes. Hug the wall. I noticed that too. You can hug the wall and walk under, under like not under, but use your imagination. You can walk yeah. under cameras. <laughs> yeah. You're physically um, under the camera. You're out of its vision. Yeah. Yeah. When I went back to the MSX, I was like, is this something I missed? And then I tried on the MSX and immediately got spotted. And I was like, nope, that's not a, that's not <laughs> yeah. a thing. I saw you doing that, and I I was so confused at first. And I was like, "What? How is he getting away with that?" And and then I saw you do it some more. I was like, "Oh, it just must be a thing in this where it's you're out of its vision for whatever reason." That's it's a feature, not a bug. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Is it a feature or is it a bug? But um, I don't know. I have to read that manual. (laughs) With with that said, when when I was playing the MSX version, um, 
I, I, because I told you, I've, I've played the NES version. I've, I've beaten it before many years ago with save states. And so, you know, I was getting stuff mixed up and I, I was like, oh, I can hide under these. And the man, I'm like, what the fuck? I thought I could hide under these. I swear I could hide under these. I'm like, must be the other game. And sure enough, when I got to that camera section, I walked, I'm like, it was this one. Damn it. It was this one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that's one of the main differences. Um, The, the inventory, like you said, way more organized. I was really happy that the key cards were right next to each other. Um, If I remember correctly, in the NES version, if you open a door, you can swap to another item and then walk through the door carrying that item. In the MSX version, if you open a door and change item, the door will close on you if you get out of the menu. So that's real important I, for the gas room. I don't think so, because I think in the MSX version, I was able to open a door with a key card. It was before a gas room. Door would open. I could switch to the, to the gas mask and then walk through. So then it's the opposite. Maybe. Because so. one of them, yeah, one of them does not let you do that. Um, so correct me if I'm wrong, somebody out there. But yeah, or it's me. one or the other. That's why when I, because when because when I try to do it on whatever version, I was like, dude, I can't, I'm going to take damage no matter what. Um, I mean, you do when you're trying to open the door from the inside. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Um, that was one of the things I had issue with as well is that like, especially at the beginning when you have such little health and then you're that first room after you rest the POW and you go to the right and you have to go through that gas room and it's like, crap, you walk in there and you don't know at first because he doesn't tell you until after you're in there. Oh, I forgot, you know, and yeah. you put on your gas mask. And by then, like half your health has gone already. And then you go to the other side and take off your gas mask to use the card. And heaven forbid you should use the wrong one. Because then you're mm-hmm. taking even more damage, so it's just like ugh, that's annoying. <laughs> yeah, and then your like vision hitbox, like to be seen by enemies, is the opposite per game. So um, I think on the MSX, if they see the bottom part of your body, that's when they'll see you. And on the NES, it's the top part of your body, like your head. Okay. Um, so it's one or the other. I can't exactly remember. Um, but also item placement in certain cars not rooms but in certain cars is like just slightly off um i only know that because of you know grinding um items you know you keep going back into a car for a ration and it's you you just i don't know the the pattern in my brain is like oh i have to move up a little bit and then over to grab this ration and then down and then out and then like in the nes version it'd be like oh this one is just straight ahead and i can just go in and out so just something that i kind of noticed item placement inside trucks is a little different um the desert for sure is different um because it's it's only like about three or four screens or like yeah like three screens the one with the scorpions Mm -hmm. um but then there's a jungle in between building two and three i think and it's like a lost woods scenario where you have to know which way to go Uh. um to get out of there (laughs) which I had to look up because I was like, I'm going, I'm, and even the instructions were super unclear. Like people were not <laughs> accurate in their yeah. description. I was like, I'm doing <laughs> what you're telling me and I'm not getting, and then um, turns out I can just use the stupid trucks that teleport me around the base. Yeah. I didn't even have to do that whatsoever. Nope. <laughs> nope. You can skip the whole desert. Speaking yeah. of desert, I forgot to ask this last time. Did you guys find the antidote? Yes. Yeah, okay. I, I, yeah. okay. Yeah. I, I didn't. It's in the same I, building as um, where the compasses, where Jennifer tells you the compasses. Uh, 
if, I, if I'm correct. I, I, I didn't find it. I completely forgot about it on the MSX version, obviously, the first one we played. And when I got to, to the first desert screen, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I remember desert. And, and again, I was confusing two games. I was like, oh, I was like, I thought there were scorpions. So I'm like, oh, it must be on the NES version. And so I kept plowing through, and then sure enough, scorpions show up. I'm like, oh, shit, scorpions are here. And you get that phone call. It's like, use the anti-venom or whatever. And I was like, I'm not going back. I just fucking went right through, used rations. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah, to um, be fair, I had the uh, the walkthrough by the time I got there. So it told me where to go for that. I don't know if I necessarily would have found it on my own or if I would have missed it. Um, but I was using the walkthrough by that point in the MSX version. Yeah, I I think so, too, because that's, a, that's definitely after key seven. Anything after getting key seven, that's when for sure I was using the walkthrough. And for the NES one, I used pretty much the walkthrough all the way through because I didn't know what kind of bullshit it was going to put me through. <laughs> oh, the pit traps in the NES version are freaking evil. They're fast. They're quick. They, they get you hard. You're they telling are. me, dude. You're telling me. I made a little <laughs> fucking clip and posted that online because I was like, what the fuck? Like, I, literally, I saw that, yeah. <laughs> on the MSX one, like, you can be a couple pixels inside the inside the hole and not die. Mm-hmm. On the NES, you cannot be anywhere near the hole. You will no. get fucking hit. And, yes. and based on your footage that I was watching, if you're within three pixels of the hole, you will also die. Yeah, you were just mm-hmm. you have to be right. Like there was like two holes, like you know, exiting that flashlight <laughs> yeah. room. Two holes yeah. on either side to get out of that room, and it had to be between these two pixel perfect tiles <laughs> and it was like i don't know i must i must have spent like 10 minutes trying to get out of that yeah it was, it was far too long i'm sure <laughs> yeah um, um I, another I, oh go ahead yeah, i was gonna say one thing that i noticed that was different i don't know if you can touch on this the cigarettes in the nes version you actually have to use them they're not just like a you hold them like you do on the msx version dude they didn't am i doing something wrong because i can't get them to work no you gotta to... like use it like a ration you have to literally are you serious? Push extra. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so dumb. I remember I was like, I was, I was like, are they broken? I'm like, yeah, whatever. And I'm like, it's the NS version. Maybe they censored it. I don't know. I, I just didn't use them, obviously. And then um, I wasn't until I was watching. Oh, yeah, because I, I, I made it to my point where I'm like, I'm done. I'm, I'm just going to watch a playthrough. And this dude actually uses it. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I didn't know that. <laughs> but but that's necessary for the, for the lasers or for what else? Uh, For the lasers... And I don't know if they work for the end for the big boss escape, but it, just in that one room where before you get the, the infrared goggles, um, okay. they work there. So for the MSX, the word is that it extends the, your time. It gives you just more time to escape. In the NES version, I guess it adds more time. Okay. Or something like that, which is the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. I was going to yeah, say, that the sounds the like the same thing. So <laughs> Yeah. So I, the, the way to describe it, I was like, that's... Just, it's the same thing, right? But whatever. Unless what they mean in the MSX version is that it slows down time. Yeah, that's what it means. Maybe. Yeah. It ticks slower, I think. Yeah. So and then the NES version, be... it just like adds a minute or something. Yeah. Like it's a set time. Yeah. So it's it's probably a translation thing. Yeah, probably. Um. So the other difference for sure is the maze is completely gone. In the NES, um, it's just a couple of rooms. Um, literally, a, the bomb suit and the uniform are two screens apart. Yeah, that's um, funny. It, they are. Yeah, they're super close to each other. Um, there's barely any dogs in that area, and there's like two or three maybe. 
Not like the MSX where it was every screen pretty much had a dog. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, you don't have to, <laughs> Chris, the room with uh, whatever the boss's name where you couldn't get out of, um, you don't have to punch that door. You just walk oh, man. up to the door in the NES version and it just opens. That's right. I do remember seeing that because I remember you saying like, what? We had to punch this because I think I had looked <laughs> away at something real quick. And I heard you say, what? We had to punch this room be- the door before. And I looked back and I was like, oh, you're kidding me. You could just walk through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's um, that. <laughs> obviously, I think limitations wise, the beginning of the boss, um, there, there's zero indicators if you're doing damage on any of these bosses. Yes. Uh, on the MSX version, you at least knew that the weapon you're using is, you know, doing damage. And on this one, you were like, am I, kill- am I hurting him? I don't know. There's a chime. Mm-hmm. In, the, in the MSX version, so it's like, oh, I'm using the right weapon against this boss. And and a lot of times the the boss will flash like red and white mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Oh really? I couldn't see any. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. The, yeah. There's there's clear indicators on this one. On the on the NES version, there's zero zero indicators. Okay. So that that was that was kind of you know obviously limitations are an oversight, but it, it sucks because it makes it hard. Yeah. Especially you know with the game that's already pretty unforgiving. And then the roof. Um, it's completely different. The layout's completely different. Um, those flying guys are not so... They're not so... How do you say? Aerial, I guess? Because yeah. they just kind of like fly in and like sit kind of like a like a fly would. You know, to be like... And then they yeah. just sit there. And then you could just <laughs> shoot them to death. Like, they're really easy. That no, one, that's good. That one part on the MSX, uh, I don't know if it's in the NES version as well, on the roof, where you go like all the way to the left and they have that area where it's like the electrified floor and you have to get through that one door. Um, mm-hmm. And the flying guys will just come in all over the place. That was so annoying on the MSX version because I'm, I'm firing at them where I think they are, but it's like sometimes they're in the air or something and it's like not hitting them. And at other times it does hit them and I don't know which is which. So it's like, I just keep firing my gun. Hopefully hoping they'll eventually die. You know, I never but, hit them. I no. really. Okay. I was just like, I, I'm not going to try anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not once that I hit one of them. I was like, fuck it. Yeah. I didn't um, know if one of them was going to go turn. Oh, I guess if you destroy the panel, I can't turn it back on, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's no parachute. Nope. Um, no parachute. There is a glove, which I never figured out what it did. Do you oh, know the glove is? Yeah, it's to punch. It's to break the walls. You can't break walls without the glove. What? Yeah. If okay. you call Big Boss when you before you pick it up, he goes like, "Oh, that's an iron glove. Use it to break walls or something like that." Okay. Um, yeah. I don't even remember uh, what what walls did I have to punch? Oh, probably like in the third building, right? Like by Metal Gear. Possibly, like I said, it'll be it. So, but I it's the later in the game that, that I watched. Yeah, the walkthrough I watched. Um, that he he called he called every every possible code. I called it. I guess you could get in the game. He would do. So okay, that that's good. why I was like, oh, okay. You need the glove to punch the walls. Okay. Yeah. Um, the bridge, like the bridges, they're much easier. They have like standing platforms at the beginning. Not like the the MSX is just like the entire top to bottom is a rickety bridge. Uh, okay. It swings a lot less, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it's because it has those platforms on the top and the bottom that don't move that it's just like oh whatever well the msx had some platforms too um they weren't huge but it was like the bridge was at that weird angle which because of the the limitation on graphics and everything like with the weird angle that it was plus it was swinging back and forth it was hard to tell where you're supposed to stand and where you can fall off and where you can't 
Oh, okay. Um, like there were times that I thought for sure, oh, I'm going to fall off now, and I was fine. And then other times, like, oh, I'm good, and I keep walking, and then I just fall off randomly. Okay. So it was <laughs> it was tough for me. So yeah, there's no helicopter boss. Um, oh yeah. That that spot, it is the, like that that room is kind of laid out the same. And I, if I remember correctly, it's just I think it's just a couple flying guys or just like a group of enemies. Like it wasn't a boss. Yeah. Um, all the bosses were pretty much the same except that. And, um, and of course the climax, which yeah. I don't know if you saw Chris, um, the metal gear fight it was like is the computer instead of the, the robot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's non-existent. There is no metal gear. <laughs> and, um, I guess I didn't know this, um, uh, when I got to the room, but if you do not rescue Madnar, the scientist, you cannot defeat the metal gear. Oh, wow. It's just invincible. Like I unloaded everything I had and then I was like, I'm not wasting time trying to figure mm-hmm. this out. Like what the hell is the deal? And yeah, sure enough, the guide is like, if you did not talk to Madnar and rescue him, go all the way back and rescue his ass so that you yeah, can destroy this computer. <laughs> or use speed run tactics and at the entrance of the of the room, just turn right and it glitches yeah. and you just skip the room. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's then you did. <laughs> yeah, and then you're in the big boss fight. And I was like, that's what I'm going to do because I'm not fucking yeah. I'm yeah. Not walking all the way back there. That's crazy. And I, I don't blame you for that at all. I would have yeah. done the same thing. Yeah. I was like, I, I've gone through this game one and a half times, I guess I'll call it because of MSX. But it's just like, yeah. I, I was going to say on the MSX version, um, as as anticlimactic as you will, you know, they're, they're keep talking about Metal Gear, the ultimate weapon, Metal Gear, Metal Gear. And you're kill it by or destroy it by blowing up its legs it was still challenging it still looked epic you know with especially with those two laser guns that that you know they do a good amount of damage on you um i was gonna say i went in there with just the right amount of uh plastic yep. explosive yeah mm-hmm. if you don't have the right amount you you will have you will die and you have to go all the way back and and uh and you, you have to guess the last almost. i mean it's 50 50 but you have to guess uh-huh. the last foot he doesn't tell you yeah, because he's like yeah, he's like, it's like it's like a, it's like a drum paradiddle. I don't know if you know what paradiddles are, but it's like left, right, left, left, right, left, right, right. Like that's those are drum paradiddles. Um, oh. So that's how I memorized it. I was like, oh, it's this. And then, then I figured the last one was going to be matching something else in the paradiddle. And it fucking wasn't. And I was like, oh, I have to um have to do this again because I'm out of. I'm out of explosives. <laughs> However, one thing I will say about the MSX version is it's very forgiving. And if you get it wrong, it doesn't have, you don't have to like start the whole sequence over again. Yes. Cause that's, that's one thing I was worried about. So I wrote oh, down, really? yeah, I wrote down the sequence, uh, from the, the walkthrough, uh, for that final fight. Cause I didn't know if it was going to show it at the, at the end for the final fight. It did, but I wasn't sure. I just wanted to write it down just in case. Cause I don't have to, you know, look all the way back up here for where it is or whatever. And uh, so I somewhere somewhere during that fight, I got the I got something wrong. I, I mixed up an L with an R or something. And uh, I, I was like, crap, well, I'll try the other side and see if that works. And it just kind of continued from there. And I ended up beating it that way. So if you have extras, which I think at that point, if you have four stars, you can carry up to like, what, 40 of them, I think it was. Okay. Um, you can still a, a good amount. I don't remember, but you should have more than yeah. enough. So that's what that was my experience was I was like, crap, is it going to start over? Because I didn't have enough to do it all over again. Um, so I was like, well, I'll just continue from here and try the other leg. And sure enough, it worked. And I went from there and I beat it. So so what that tells me 
um, my programmer brain tells me that there is not two hitboxes for each foot. There is only one, and it moves when you hit it. Yeah. Just just flip-flops? Yeah, because otherwise, if there was two, then it would reset and record incorrectly. That makes sense, yeah. So, yeah, it's one hitbox moving from one foot to the other. That makes sense, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, Chris, you're right about that. You should have have way more than enough plastic. uh, Plastic explosive, right? That's what it was called. Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember when I, I thought you would at least get a room to restock or something like that. Cause I remember I was like, I'm still close. And I looked, I think I had like 15 and I was like, shit, I don't want to go back and get more. I'm like, eh, I'm just going to wing it. I think you get more before you enter the boss battle. No, you just, just the right amount. I, I did use a safe stakes. I did mess up the pattern. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. So when you run out, you're like, well, I'm screwed. So, you know, it took me like two tries to, to finish it. Cause I had just enough for it. So. But yeah. like I said, that, I, I wish they would have given you a little bit more C4, or again, plastic explosives for the fight. But otherwise, it was fine. Um, noise, anything else on um, um, NES one? The big boss fight is the same. Um, you can basically just shoot him from across the room if you find the perfect spot where he can't shoot you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then instead of a staircase that you climb, you just do the elevator, and it is the one on the left, just like the stairs. Um, mm-hmm. and there's no cool uh cutscene of you no. running away from an explosion like a badass action star. <laughs> it just all of a sudden, what even happens? I don't even remember. It was so. I think it showed like a sunset, and then it it was. Uh, oh yeah, the, the intro sunset thing. where yeah. you where you drop in with the parachute, and then it's like here's the credits, and I was like, mm-hmm. that was awful. Like <laughs> that made everything so much worse. <laughs> Um, I think we we had mentioned on the uh, MSX version last that last uh, episode where Chris you we, we were like you mentioned that uh you started suspecting Big Boss you know after after X amount of time mm-hmm. and I forgot to bring this up uh, noise you would you would know more too um it's funny that he Big Boss is the supreme commander of Foxhound right you are. A foxhound member, Chris. So I don't know exactly if you know you are a solid snake. That's your, uh, according your, to the game. Oh. You're you're a foxhounder. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You're green, <laughs> you're green. <laughs> a foxhounder. But um, what's what I, I didn't realize until you know we we started this whole journey. Um, the first what is it? Three bosses, four bosses. They don't kind of have the foxhound. Uh, you know, uh, monocule. Yeah, it's what shotgun blaster, flamethrower, whatever his name was. The Arnold's. Um, none of them have the monocle except for the very first one that you get to is Dirty Duck. The the theme, Chris. Will oh, the close. last boss before Big Boss, or before yeah, Metal Gear. It, it's always an animal and some kind of a verb or noun. And uh, yeah. I, I I thought that was funny. And uh, you know, just just throwing that out there that Dirty Duck is the first foxhound name so the other guys i guess are foxhound but they don't have the monocle or they're not foxhound they're just you know external soldiers he he got or something it's probably before uh kojima started doing that um because yeah there's gray fox um yeah and the other ones are just shot maker um it will it does carry like the two name moniker yeah so shot maker um Bloody Brad, which is the Arnold's uh, fire trooper. There you go, fire trooper. Uh, Dirty Duck. 
Um, the helicopter and tank don't have names, but <laughs> a hind D. Um, I don't know yeah. if that's. Uh, did they call it a hind in the game? <laughs> I think, I think so. they do, but I don't remember. Um, it's just a hind. But that's a. Uh, that was just something I wanted to uh, bring up, and and then that was a big like hint for Chris, for you know the other person that has. I, I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah, but interesting. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't really talk about the bosses, um, but yeah, um, yeah, that's that's it's going to be a trope uh, for sure. Uh, what else can we? Oh, I did want to bring up. So since I went back to the like original original MSX, like an MSX emulator, um, you can literally get this on the internet. It's called MSXAbandonware.com. Uh, they just have like every MSX thing that ever existed with the emulator. There's even a website that just has a built-in MSX emulator. So if you want to play the first two with your keyboard, you totally can. And um, I didn't think there was going to be that much difference in gameplay between Master Collection, Metal Gear Solid 3, and um, the original MSX version, but there totally is. Um, The enemy patterns are very, very forgiving from MGS3 to to the master collection version like we're playing on easy mode when mm. i booted up the msx version i was like oh i already know all these patterns whatever those mofos do not stop when they like you know like like the first two guys that go up when you're about to go mm-hmm. to the first level one door mm-hmm. um usually they go up they stop one of them looks down one of them looks left and the msx version they might do that but if they do they do it very quickly and then they immediately start walking like they like the enemies are like non-stop moving it's really mm-hmm. unforgiving so like you really had to like move quickly um in the original msx version um that's that's one thing i definitely noticed and obviously the translations were way way different um yeah but i think that's um that's all i have to say about metal gear on the nes I mean, um it it, it the, the inventory change was great the walking under cameras, whether it was an accident or not, good addition. <laughs> um, keeping your inventory um, dope. I don't know what else I could say good about that game. Oh, the maze didn't suck because there wasn't any any maze. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. touching on that keeping inventory thing, um, I didn't realize that at first. Like when I, I remember when I was first playing, and I got to that truck and I got the binoculars, and I think I went down one more screen and I died there and course went back to the beginning again and i didn't even che- i didn't even think to check my inventory to see if i had the binoculars still i went back to that same truck and saw that they weren't there and i was like what the heck happened <laughs> then i checked my inventory i saw they still have i was like oh that's awesome because <laughs> i was so used to the msx version where if you get this item and then you die and you reset before that you have to go get it again yeah. so i just naturally assumed oh i gotta go get it again and so that's what i did and i remember it took me like a good 10 minutes to get back there again because again, I kept dying and stuff. Um, and then when I finally did, they weren't there. And I was like, you got to be freaking kidding me. And I checked my inventory. I was like, oh, okay, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, actually, yeah, to add to the, the trucks thing that you were talking about, I mentioned this to Chris, but um, I didn't realize that. So, you know, sometimes you'll get ambushed by people inside of trucks. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not aware that you can wait outside for them to come out and then you can go in behind them into that truck and not alert anybody. Huh. I know they come out, but uh, I didn't know that they would actually be out of the truck when you walked in. That's interesting. Yeah, because I knew that too. I knew that they would come out, 
But yeah, I didn't think the programming was doing that. I didn't know it was removing them from the truck. So um, anyone who's Ooh. playing that, that's that's a super good thing that the game doesn't tell you. That's a good tip that, yeah, the game just doesn't communicate that whatsoever. Um, hey, hold on. One more. Was there a cardboard box on the end of the version? Because I, I didn't beat it, so I don't yes. know if there's a cardboard. There is? Okay. There is a cardboard box, yeah. Um, there was one more thing I was going to say. Is it about the trucks? Um, um, no, I mean, yeah. Uh, earlier on, you did mention that um, there was a lot more alerts going in and out of rooms. Um, the enemy positions are just, they're not, they weren't thought out. No. So it was basically just, hey, position them here facing right at you. As you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that was, that was another like super bad feature. That was- Hundred percent oversight, or yeah, oversight. They they did not think that through for sure. Yeah, they didn't play test that for sure. Well, and like you were saying, like some of them will have the straight version, and then others will have a cone, and there's yeah. no particular way of telling who has what until they see you. Yeah, and um, one of the speedrun strats that I saw because I was like, how do you beat the game without killing anyone? And it's the punching. So you can. In the MSX version, you can punch the enemy and run by them because they'll be stunned. And even if they're looking at, I mean, if you punch them and walk around them, they won't alert anybody. It's like they literally can't see you. In the NES version, if you punch them and try to do the same thing, you'll alert. Especially if you touch them. If you touch them, you will alert. So that's also a super downgrade on the NES version where it's just like, well, you can't really, you can't go through that game without alerting constantly like i don't know is there, a, there oh there's no ranking system so it doesn't matter in the nes oh, version okay so yeah there's there's no code name or anything in the nes version which is another major difference that's why i was like that's it like i don't uh, even get any kind of reward whatsoever for what i just did but yeah that's metal gear on the nes um as chris mentioned if you want to watch me suffer um i'll link it in the in the podcast description below you can go watch the vod of me playing Metal Gear on the NES. It was not fun. And um, I mean, I did praise it for its good things, but it was overall yeah. terrible. <laughs> it was, as many would say, an experience. <laughs> yeah, that's the highest praise, I think. No, so yeah, so with that with that said, Chris, that's kind of what I just wanted to also just touch base on with you and just kind of not rub it in, but just really let it sink in. The first, you said it, the first four screens is all you saw. And that's mm-hmm. all eight-year-old me saw, you know. Yeah, um, that's most for, of our for years, yeah. for years, I mean, I tried this game at least once a month. Because I, like I said, it, during uh, our first episode, I had my Nintendo, my original Nintendo, all the way up until like play, PlayStation uh, 64, you know. So I was playing the same 10 games over and over again. And mm-hmm. I never... Back in the day, it never even made it inside the base ever. I every time I would try, just get further. And nope, it's just I made it in the truck a few handful of times, but then, like you said, you walk, you get to the truck with no life, and you walk out of the truck, you're in some new zone, you get killed instantly. Back to the beginning. Okay, well that's as far yeah. as I made it. So you're, pretty much you made it as far as eight year old me did. Good job, Chris. Yeah, had I and honestly, had I not seen Noise's stream of it, um, I would have thought it was a completely different game because the beginning is so vastly different. Yeah. From the MSX version, it's just like, is this the same game? Is it? <laughs> yeah, and this this was the first time I ever made it in the building. Um, that's why I thought it was a completely different game. I literally didn't know after that 
that it was kind of the same game. But yeah, I'd, I'd given up so many times on those screens. I did. I just, I couldn't figure out the enemy AI. Um, but I think the MSX, playing the MSX version, uh, helped a bunch. If it wasn't I for that. So. Yeah. If it wasn't for that, I would not have pushed further, especially when I first got in the building. I was like, oh, this is it. I can, you know, safe state right now. I'm not doing that jungle ever again. You know, <laughs> I don't care how low my health is. <laughs> I think, I yeah. think that's what I tested. I, I got in the building and I said, do I start from here? And I save state and I killed myself and it's like, nope, that's the jungle. That's like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. And then I tested it with the ele- first elevator and same thing. So that's why I didn't know if there was an actual permanent checkpoint somewhere else. Yeah. Also exactly the same story. Nothing changed there. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Plot, plot and story. Yeah, <laughs> same, same plot, yeah. same, same kind of rescue execution. Destroy Metal Gear, big boss betrayed you, and you fought him to the death. But there's no, there's no phone call at the end saying like, "I'll be back for you, Solid Snake." Me, I'm big bad. Oh me. yeah, that's his actual voice, by the way, Chris. When you hear it, it's like me. I, 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 I was gonna say, is that big boss talking? <laughs> that's big boss talking. Yeah, not that he shows up later, but that's just me. <laughs> All right, so I think we can uh, move on to uh, an even worse game, which I don't yeah. know possible. Um, Snake's Revenge. This doesn't even the have Metal un- Gear in the title. No, the unofficial sequel. Yes, this is uh, this is less than a bastard child. Like this is just. <laughs> I don't know what this game started as. Um, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know um, how to describe this game. It. Um, for the most part, it has really great, unique ideas. Um, if it wasn't for the stamp of Metal Gear on it, um, I think it would be, on its own, a pretty good game. But the fact that it's related to Metal Gear demerits everything about it. Um, well, you, you expect more out of it. Yeah. Yes, I expect more out of it. Um, the intro sequence, uh, pretty dope. But um, actually, I want, I want to hear from Chris, because <laughs> he said... He kept trying, I guess, up until probably um, when you guys logged on. <laughs> I don't know how much he tried. Uh, actually, I, I realized after we had spoken earlier, I had misphrased that. What I meant to say was I was going to try. Uh, I actually have not tried to play that game yet. Oh, um, oh my God. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> I was, uh, I was, it was, and I, I think I'd mentioned to both of you this past week, it's been a bit busier for me than I anticipated. Yeah. Um, and I was I didn't get as much time as I would like to have to sit down and really try to play these games. Um, like I said, with the first one, I only played it for two, two and a half hours. I think it was. It wasn't a long time. It wasn't as long as I normally would have spent sitting down to play it. Um, and then the other one I did mean to get around to. I Originally, I was going to try to play yesterday and then some things had popped up. Um, and then again today, I was going to do that. And I realized in this in shadow stream i was in earlier i was like crap it's it's getting late in the day i need to get this done and so i left and i went to go check on my wife and i did a couple things for her and was doing some stuff around the house before i knew it was time to make dinner and then after dinner was time for this and so it's like crap and so i just it time got away from me and it happens um i'm not gonna make any excuses i just didn't make the time to get around to it um, so I, I think I watched a portion of your VOD on that one. So it was four and a half hours long. So Link I was like, the description okay, below. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, 
And so I was like, okay, I'll probably watch that again sometime later. Like thinking like, oh, I have all day tomorrow to do that. Last night I was thinking that. Um, and then, yeah, that didn't happen either. So I, I have next to no knowledge on that game. You, you saved yourself quite the headache. I gotta it's, say. It's, a, it's a pretty pretty weak game that that this was the one i was gonna that i think i mentioned i had no hopes of beating it had no hopes of making it far um even okay. with safe states i said it's a pretty tough game and by all means anyone out there who has beat it has beat the NES version and the and beats them you know like a champ with no safe states good for you i, yeah. I find it Pretty pretty hard and tedious. We I'm commend sure you. Last time, yeah. We, you, we commend you, are... you and our condolences. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you are above even big boss. We will call you bigger boss. Yeah, yeah. bigger boss. Foreshadowing. <laughs> um, but um, the shadow link is that what you just said? No, no, I said foreshadowing. Oh, foreshadowing. They said we shadow are... link. I was no, like, no, no. I guess. I mean, Zelda two. That was <laughs> no, like the toughest boss. <laughs> no, no, no. But um. Yeah, this was the one that I, I, I just knew I wasn't going to like it. I, um, but again, going back to my statement that, that I made, I found, I found treasure. I found gold. I found some good things. Then I was like, okay, all yeah. right. I, you know, I, I do like the statement you made, Noise, where you said that if it wasn't for the Metal Gear uh, label, yeah, it would have been a decent game and for, as far as like, oh, it's a cool, you know, it's a soldier game, you know? Yeah. Because it, yeah, because um, it, the... it still has some stealth. Well, yeah, I guess I mean it's it's completely stealth, but um, I, I think that's why they had to label it Metal Gear because they were like, this is too similar to the other game that we have in the company. <laughs> um, Kojima's not going to make another one; he doesn't want to. Um, so just call it Metal Gear. He he won't give a shit. He, it's, it's it's the Nintendo yeah. one anyways. It's going to go to the U.S. He doesn't fucking care. Um, do you want me to uh, start with this one then, Noise? Go from here. Um, yeah, what was, uh, your experience? Um, the text that you told me today tells me that you couldn't find doors. So I want to, I want to oh know, yeah. <laughs> know how you got there. <laughs> um, so first and foremost, um, the opening intro is pretty unique. Um, I don't know when in the NES's life cycle this was released. Um, but it feels like it was definitely a little later. It, it was definitely, I felt, um, innovative and, and it was pushing boundaries in some, yeah parts 1990. Um, 1990 so towards the end 90 92 was like like the last games that were released i believe or 93 or so yeah but, um, super nintendo was coming 92 i think yeah um you know intro was kind of cool it, 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 the whole flares you know that whole section was pretty cool um but then you know once you clear the the alert status or whatever you want to call it there it goes into pitch black with just spotlights and yeah. uh very tiny spotlights i mean I, I think had they just turned up the light uh, around a little bit, that would have been cool, you know, because, I mean, it was pitch black. They're, they're, you're going to get caught because hitboxes in this, in this and the NES version game are crap. You can't, you know, what you think you should be able to sneak by a bush, it's not. It's going to collide with you, and you're going to get stuck on the bush, and you're going to get caught by the light or a guard or whatever. Um, but uh, I will admit that um, I thought it was pretty cool. Chris, uh, kind of wish you would have seen it. You, you might see it on Noises, Bob. Uh, but um, the calls, the calls. Um, oh yeah, this is will become a staple. We're just kind of throwing it out there. Uh, at least, at least for other games. Not sure about Ghost Babble and maybe one other game that I haven't really played. But that's why the actually, show is called the Codec Calls. There's a reason. Yeah, there you. <laughs> uh, right, right. Um, 
they actually went ahead and um, pixelated or whatever you want to call it. They drew in uh, the person you're talking to, Chris. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Went, the art. They actually, yeah. yeah, you actually see, like, who you're calling. And, and, and that's just kind of cool, especially, you know, for me playing mostly every other game out there. I'm like, ah, okay, this is where... I guess you could say, since this is officially the next one in the, the chrono- chronological order, this is where that inspiration comes from. You know, it had it not been for this game, who knows if uh, the next entries would have um, visual codec calls, you know? Um, the menuing on this one is probably... I think it's worse. I, I was, I'm debating if it's worse or better. Um, it's it unclear has, again, when you're it's different. Yeah. It, it's different than the last one. I like that you can jump between menus, but the fact that you have to go to return to close out the menu period is annoying. You can't just hit the, in my case, the, the pad to close it out. You have to manually select return to close out your menu. So that kind of gets a little annoying, but and it I is organized. Know, I didn't know how to assign to, I didn't know you could assign to A or B, right? Like I was like, oh, what would you, you know, I didn't know if I had to confirm, like, if you watch the VOD, I'm stuck in the menu okay. for like 30 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> well, like I said, I was lurking. Um, I was working that day you, you were streaming. Oh, okay. And uh, I, I made, I jumped right into the spot where you were um, using the scuba tank or, or where you were like in the, the first 2D side scroll oh, section. God damn. Yeah. And, and, and to answer your question, because I finished watching your, your stream because I was working, but um, no, you cannot get an extra uh, OT tank. <laughs> then again, Thanks. and I'm pretty sure I was a rank two by that point, and and I I tried and no, you can't as far as I know at least again maybe I'm mistaken on my end, but I'm pretty sure you can't. But um, with that said, I'm kind of going back to getting into the base. I knew what I had to do because I've seen a a um we call it a playthrough. Yeah, I know you're supposed to hide in the bush. I don't I don't remember everything. I was hiding in the wrong bush. I, I, I kept getting caught, and I'm like, how do I know I'm supposed to hide? And I know my, my teammates, I, I was going to say my stupid teammates, but, you know, hey, they, they, they serve their purpose. They, Chris, this is the brilliant plan they come up with. Oh, yeah, uh, that you fucking <laughs> sacrificed their guys. No, they, they chose it. They chose to. Yeah, I they, guess. The, the plan is hide in the bush, quote-unquote, in the bush, because you're literally playing out in the open. You're exposed. Yeah. And, and uh, one of the guards, one, one of your teammates, um, oh, because the opening scene um, shows, uh, what, did they show three guys parachuting in? They do, right? Yeah, it's you and two other guys, and then they yeah. just literally just run off to the sides yeah, and you're by yourself. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. One of them. The other guy's nowhere to be found ever again, I think, but one of the guys um, <laughs> Yeah, says, that's like, what it says at the yeah. end. <laughs> he says, uh, all right, let's set the plan in motion. And he goes, I'll get caught or something like that. And he runs, runs up to the base. All the guards run out chasing after him. And then they come back and they're like, you're under arrest or whatever. And they take him into the base and leave the door wide open. And that's how you get inside the base. But uh-huh. um, yeah, but what was pissing me off was like, I knew that's what I had to do, but I just, I couldn't get it to, to trigger. And it's because you had to come in to that screen at a very uh, low part, part of it. Yeah. If you come in at any other pixel or a position you will get seen by the guards that aren't, aren't even there i'm just assuming they're looking out the window and they will chase you you know and and uh it, it was just kind of annoying the the calls that the, the codec calls are they're hard they were really hard uh, on the msx version they were easy to trigger if it rang you pushed select or whatever and uh you you got the call pretty 90 percent of the time sometimes i'd miss them if i guess if you don't pick it up fast enough 
The NES version, I felt, was a little harder to sometimes pick them up. On this one, I feel like if you weren't standing in the right pixels, it wouldn't pick up the calls. I don't know if you felt the same about that uh, noise, but... Um, yeah, I didn't know if I was going to have a successful call or not. Um, but then, yeah, once you get into the base, um, I overall like some ideas of it. You know, um, they had this thing, Chris, they had this thing called the truth, uh, truth gas. Truth gas. And I, <laughs> I thought that was freaking hilarious because I, I, I ran into one of those dudes, which I don't know if he's a civilian. Is he actual soldier? He doesn't know anything. I don't, he doesn't know anything. He doesn't know anything. Yeah, he doesn't know anything, um, which by, I don't know if it's just me or not. But when I first saw him, to me, he just kind of looks like a like a Cobra commander, except red, not blue. Oh, okay, but, yeah. yeah. That's just I, I just looked at him. I was like, oh shit, this is GI Joe. Um, but anyways, uh, the truth serum or truth gas doesn't really do much, honestly. They don't tell you anything that's useful, but it's it was kind of a cool concept. Um, doors th- that you mentioned that doors are very very subtle. Like they're hard to tell they're even doors. Uh, yeah. there's some that, that are that, there's no what's the word I'm looking for? Um there's no rhyme or reason or, or consistency, in my opinion. There's some yeah, they're that not, are clear. They're not like a different color from the walls. No, yeah. There, there's some that you're like, or oh, they look like cool. decoration like you said. Yeah. And and that got annoying because uh in the first section there, everything I pretty much found every door, no big deal, no problem. Um Going back, you know, before we the, the side scroller section, I thought that was kind of funny. It looked out of place. <laughs> it looked ridiculous, dude. But at the same time, you know what it reminded me? It reminded me of um, fuck, what was that game? If NES as well, Commando, or and they actually had Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. Total Recall, maybe I don't remember, but oh, I never actually played Total Recall on the NES, but I've heard that's a a abysmal game. I've heard. <laughs> But it, but it was very similar in style. But what makes me laugh is you, we keep mentioning Contra. And, and um, it, for anyone who doesn't know Noise, when you call me Riser, that's the name of player one from Contra. Or player two is it. Bill Riser. So anyways, uh, yeah, you could you could totally see the Contra assets on that. At least I could. You know, it, it totally looks oh, like yeah. inspired. Contra blew them up and then just kind of gave them a little bit more detail. So it's pretty funny. Um, yeah, that side-scrolling section was kind of... It's stupid. I mean, whatever. I'll take it. It was fine, but it just felt out of place. But then that first boss fight was a football team. Is the best way I can describe it. Yeah. Speaking of Contra, yeah, the the football players from Contra. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. It's like what is it? One, two, three, four, five, five dudes that line up like in a V formation or something, and they're like, "You can't get past us" or something like that. Yeah. And no again, one's ever dodged us or whatever. <laughs> and again, I don't think there's really any clear indicators that you're doing damage to these things. Nope. And, uh, dude, I, I, I thought I, I was like, I must be missing something. So I went back and I searched everywhere. I went in every door and I was like, there's nothing here. This must, I must be able to kill these guys. I struggled a lot during that boss fight. I, I, I barely somehow got out. I don't know if I was just playing it wrong, but I, uh, I ran up to the first one with my machine gun and just hosed them down, took a ton <laughs> of damage, um, was able to kill him, heal up, and then, you know, run back towards the, the door, if you will. And then just kind of circle as best I could to the other ones and just kill one by one. And then, and the funny thing is, once you kill one, they will reform after that and make another V formation because the ones that are in the furthest back will never, as far as I saw, never really reach you if you hide if you stand all the way towards the wall. Okay. But when they reform up, the, the one that's in the, the front will always reach you. So that was you know you couldn't just like kill the main guy and then like oh just you know pick them off one by one. They yeah, they will reform. Stand the front first. Yeah, that, that was the way I did it. So, 
anyways, you get past them and then uh, you get onto the ship, which I was like, I, I was kind of surprised. Like, oh, I thought the whole game was going to take place in the base. But nope, the, the base was just a, a checkpoint, if you will. Because um, after that, you go onto the ship. And that's, that's as far as I made it. Because there's an elevator that um, does not look like a fucking elevator. <laughs> I thought... I searched, I, I went everywhere, and um, even on my break, Chris, I was playing today. I came home from my lunch break, and uh, yeah. I was like, I was like, because I was talking to Noise, and he was like, oh, yeah, the, the elevator. I'm like, what elevator? There's an elevator. I'm like, dude, I checked every fucking door. There's no elevator. So on my lunch break, I, I'm like, I'm going to look for this elevator, and I took a picture, and I sent it to Noise. Oh, you, you saw the deep chat, and I was like, yo, this is the only door I see, and it's not a fucking elevator. And you sent the map, and I was like, "That's a fucking elevator." I was so mad. <laughs> I, I went in there. Um, I, I messed around a little bit. I made it to like a next boss fight, which was like two or three dudes, like maybe behind turrets, something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Obviously, they kicked my butt, and I was like, "Whatever." I'm like, "I'm done for now." Uh, um, before I, I give my finishing thoughts on that, um, it, I didn't know Noise is the one that brought this up. I, I literally asked a question. I said, "Is there no fucking rations in this game?" Like. And then oh, noise yeah. was like, "Oh, you got to punch him to death, because that's the only way you get rations and or ammo." Um, yep. And I, I thought that was a, uh, I get because I was gonna mention in the podcast um, that I was like, "Why would you pick your fist over the knife? My kills in one shot. Like that's the silliest option ever." Well, that's why because if you yep. pick it's a trade knife, off. you'll never, yeah, you'll never get uh, items, um, which is again kind of cool. Just kind of wish I knew about it. Um, Damn. A coded call would have been nice. A coded call would have been like, Snake, if you punch him, you can get your gear. Oh, thanks, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, or even, that's even, some sort of context, even some sort of, like, context clue. Like, first screen tells you, oh, punch this guy, and then you punch him, you get an item. And then two screens later, it tells you, oh, you also have a knife you can use, and then you stab him, yeah. and you don't yeah. get an item. Like, then you can you can decide, oh, if I punch them, I have a chance of getting an item. If I stab them, mm -hmm. I don't, you know? Some mm -hmm. sort of context clue yeah. like that. And and who knows? Maybe it's written in the manual. Unfortunately, when you're playing digital games, the manuals are gone. Even though you can look up the manual on the uh, HD collection here or the master collection. Yeah. But I mean, if it was in the manual, then by all means, forgiven, I guess. Unless you were renting this game back in the day with no manual, then you're still screwed because back then there was no damn internet. But um, like yeah, I said, you overall, to, you had to extrapolate as much as you could out of that manual yeah. <laughs> and use your imagination. <laughs> Hopefully, I understood hope this manual. Yeah. And hope your friends or or cousin played it and knows what to do. Also, you know. Yeah. Yep. Um, or your uncle um, works for Nintendo or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. My you know, I have an he, uncle he, that works at Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, called that fucking eight hundred number and you ran up your phone bill. But um, yep. <laughs> oh yeah, I I never I always wanted to call, but obviously couldn't and I didn't. So yeah. Uh. Overall, like I said, I, I, I didn't like this game. I I did like stuff of it, and like I said, I think the what I liked the most was um the the codec calls. That that to me really was like ah that's cool. I, that that to me is bringing. It's funny to say it's bringing back memories, even though it's the first time I'm seeing it there. But it's I know it's bringing I've seen familiarity. It. There you go. Familiarity. That's that's the right word. So yeah. I like that. Um, otherwise, nah. I I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. I will beat it. Um. Eventually, one of these days, safe stage makes it bearable, but um, just for me, is, is is the worst, the worst out of the so far that we've played. And I, honestly, I don't think it'll get worse. I think from here on, ooh, I mean, it's about survival, survive. Yeah, 
Right. Other, other than survive, I think going forward, there's no bad games. At least that's my personal uh, take on it. Um, that we can play. There are some that there's no way we can play them. Um, there was a Metal Gear Solid Mobile uh, that came out. That's the Engage one that I was talking about. Oh. Um, unless I find some way to play that. Um, it's not something that we're going to dedicate time to, but I just want to see if it's possible for us to play and just give it a try and like, this is awful. But um, yeah, there are... I mean, this this is a complete game, um, somehow. <laughs> like, it has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Um, but, uh, yeah, I full-heartedly uh, agree with you. Um, I, I did make it further. Um, I did really like that intro. Like, it actually pumped me up. Like, I was like, ooh, like, flares, like, you know, they're, 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 it's pretty much your, your support helicopter guy. What is his name? Did they even give him a name? I think they did, but I don't remember his name. Whatever. That guy you know, throwing flares or shooting flares for you. And you're like, yeah, I'm going in, blah, blah, blah. And then immediately all that gets cut off. Like, it's just like, if I don't even know if you called the guy or answered the call in the next screen when the, when the flares stop, like the helicopter guy says, hey, um, you, 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 what is it? You interfered with um, their aerial what is it called? Their airspace. Um, and uh, we can't help you anymore. Good luck. Like that was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was like what? Then what the fuck was it? What was? What was those two, three screens with flares? And that's you caused that. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, he I said, didn't do that. Said, that was you. And you can't support you anymore. And I laughed. I'm like, you were supporting me. I'm like, I was in this by myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. My two guys ran off into the jungle. One of them's gonna go get captured. And the other guy got murdered. Who knows? <laughs> like. Where's Mike? Mike is the one who got murdered, and then Jonathan is it Jonathan? I don't remember. That's the guy who gets caught. Um, um, but uh, hold, hold on, let, let me let me touch base real quick. Uh, yeah. I I, I want to say as much as I like that intro, because it is pretty pretty cool looking. It's unique, like no other game does that. Um, I will say that it it does go against Metal Gear. Uh, yeah, concept. totally. <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, if, if if maybe you started the chopper and then you sneak by the first section and then you sneak by the second second section or maybe in the second section, there's a, a trip wire that you just can't avoid. And that starts the flares that maybe, maybe, but it would have been cool. But because like, if you think about it, you start the game off with the freaking alert, which goes against Metal Gear. It's sneak in, get out. No one sees you. No one you know knows you were there, um, which yeah. which again breaks breaks all logic if you really think about it because it's like there's an enemy the second you triggered one alert it should be game over which is a, a mode later on chris just so you know um because if, if you really think about it if you're on a secret mission and you alerted anybody even if you've got away they know you're fucking there yeah the mission is over. yeah mission is over they know you're there they're gonna move metal gear they're gonna tighten security whatever you know any realistic uh, military base or, or operation would instantly not stop until they found your ass, you know, versus, you know, these games, like, you set an alert, kill three guards, and then that's it. Eh, everyone go back to normal, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you but you yeah, made but, me think, uh, though, you made me think maybe we weren't the ones setting off the flares. Maybe the enemies were setting off the flares because they were looking for you because, obviously, there was a helicopter, they set off flares, and then by the third or fourth screen, you cleared those flares, and now they're looking for you. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. It, I thought it was them setting off the flares. I always kind of just thought it was, there's a chopper. 
you can hear choppers. I mean, the choppers have to get pretty damn low to the ground for you to jump off of them. Yeah. You know, even if you repel off the rope, it's still low enough for people to be, there's a freaking chopper here. So I always thought that's what it was. It was that they were sending flares just to light up the area because they knew there's a chopper in the area. There's probably okay. people on the ground or so something. Then, so so then I, I thought thinking, that was the enemy. So then I was thinking of it backwards. Yeah, because now that you mentioned that, it's the only way it makes sense for Metal Gear is, oh shit, there's a dude, there's a helicopter and we got to find whoever these guys are. And then when you hit the spotlight part, that's what you want, even though it's off. Like you, you just don't want to deal with that. That's what you want. You want to be in the dark, avoiding spotlights. And so, and this is the first game that uses spotlights um, in the series yeah. because obviously those are going to be a thing later on, um, especially in like a 3D space type of Metal Gear. If you think about it, it has to be. Um, but uh, there was two hostages in the jungle. Uh, I managed to find them, and I accidentally hid in the bush. I didn't know how or why it worked. Um, oh, nice. Until later. Um, and by later, I mean 45 minutes later. That's, I think that's about how long it took me to get out of that jungle to, to finally hit the perfect spot to hide behind that bush and trigger that cutscene. Um, and then I got into the building, died somewhere in there, realized I hadn't saved state, and started all the way back from the beginning. And again, struggled to figure out how the hell did I trigger hiding behind the bush? Like it was not great. Not great. (laughs) I I don't know. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know if I played this one without any save states. I personally want to say if I did, I I maybe did 10 minutes, no save states. And then just went straight into save states. Cause I was like, I don't care. This is like you said, the black black sheep, redheaded bastard, game that i didn't want to play yeah no i just forgot i was i was like oh my god i didn't i didn't save state and i was like dude where is it gonna start me and i was hoping at the beginning of the building but no it started me outside again and i was like oh my god um but yeah immediately started noticing differences i did i don't know why they make the connection well i mean because the game doesn't tell you but i did kill someone and they dropped a ration and nothing in my brain was like hey these enemies drop items because the MSX version of Metal Gear and the NES version of Metal Gear, those enemies don't drop anything. No, so they do. Room. On the MX, they do. Really? What do they drop? At least rations, for sure. What? Now, I've only gotten rations through punching that I can think of. I don't know if you can get them by shooting, but I've gotten rations from enemies. Right, Chris? I'm not Definitely crazy, not right? by shooting. I, I only ever shot the enemies in the MSX version. I never punched them, so I didn't know. I don't oh. know if that's a thing. I, I honestly don't remember. I do very Double little check, but but I'm pretty damn sure I got rations. Um, okay. Yeah, punching to death. Which, which, I know, now that I think I about know, it, I guess. Go ahead, Chris. I, I know after you kill the Arnolds, you get the, uh, was it key card seven? Key. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. that's the only drop I remember. Yeah. No, oh, you do that. Uh, the one guy with the, uh, the hostages, Jennifer's brother, he dropped something too. Uh, key card eight, I think, or nine. I don't know anymore. Yeah, key card eight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what? I guess I guess there was complete context clues, which was they drop shit in the other games if you punch them. But again, I was oh. like, why would you not use a knife? And I was like, oh. but I, but again, unless I'm going crazy, you can punch them, and it's random though. It's not guaranteed. It's just random window drop something. So yeah, it's a rare drop. Which which again doesn't matter because oftentimes you can just reload on in any room that has the item you want, anyways. So you know why would you go around trying to 
farm for a yeah. ration, you know, a one out of 10, when you can just find the room that has rations and just walk in and out six times, seven times. But like you said, in this one, um, I literally, I think I've only, so the jungle, I had to go all the way back into the jungle just to farm enough rations to take the hits from the football <laughs> bosses. Uh, I didn't do that. I should have done that. Saying. Yeah, the guide was like, you got to tank some of these, man. Like, you're not going to, you're not going to make it unscathed. And luckily, shout out to my homeboy, Ridley Badass Gaming. Um, he was in the chat and he was looking up guides also. And he's like, he's like, hey, they're, they're saying like to use explosives and you got to like, so basically you had to do like a U shape, like drop off an explosive and then do a U shape down mm. the bottom of that opening or whatever that crevasses that you're at and then that it kind of leads them uh, like it because the ai is dumb as shit it just kind of leads them in that direction and you kind of just like you kite them pretty much uh-huh. and i tried yeah. i mean movement's a little hard but i, I can oh, see it super hard. yeah so um i think i took like when i finally beat them i think i took like two hits or something like that and uh the clip that i published says first try but that was not first try <laughs> <laughs> Hey, when when you were in that side scroller section, because I was watching you, um, you there was a after you crawl through that water section, which again, as far as we're both concerned, you're just gonna have to take damage, um, which was kind of silly, but um, you kept getting caught by a guard because because you you thought you were jumping or you thought you were making too much noise. Yeah. Did you ever get past him without triggering his his alert? Yes. Okay. Um, so so I know you said you can't. You can't um, get more than one oxygen tank. Mm-hmm. You totally can. Um, I just then I wasn't ranked two. Yeah, I just didn't check after rank two to go back and grab another oxygen tank because that room is filled with gas, by the way. So you have to take damage to go get another tank of oxygen. So you can totally do that whole section without taking damage. Oh, okay. So so yeah, I misquoted because I, I I thought I was ranked two. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention. Honestly, like I said, I was just kind of like just muscling through this game i that was not taking it in any way shape or form like yeah like nothing I learned. enjoying it yeah and nothing i learned from the original metal gear msx or nes like um continued on my journey here like nothing that i learned from that i, I just assumed like this is going to be a total shit show and it's gonna be different so i didn't think ranks were gonna be like hey now you can carry more items and stuff and more health and so none of that was triggering in my brain none, none of that was like making sense or anything so i didn't think to go back for an oxygen tank um but yes you can once you're ranked two you can carry two tanks i only know that because when i got ranked three i was like hey look another oxygen tank i was like wait why would they give me another one and then i farmed that one and i got three and i was like no way like i could have totally gone through that side scrolling part without taking any damage um so yeah so it's not sound that triggers them nothing triggers them they just turn around randomly. They have no. no, yeah, they have no AI. They just left, right, left, right, left, right, like it's just whatever they want to do. So the best strategy is to jump in the air and just fucking stab them, like just stab, stab in the head. Did, um, did you know you can switch weapons in that side scroller? Session? No, goddamn it! So that's what I was gonna talk about. <laughs> okay, I don't remember if you get the silencer by then. Do you? Not that I had. So okay, there was a silencer. I don't remember if I got it by then. Um, I had no idea you could switch weapons. Um, I knew that pressing the weapon or the menu item, it would kind of pause it. And no part of my brain said, Hey, move the D pad left and right. (laughs) I discovered that 
after I'd given up, after I had watched the the speed run, um, and then I was just like, I'm gonna boot this up and figure out why this guy can change items, and 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 I just wanted to punch myself in the face. <laughs> but um, that side scrolling part, it that part, it it feels like kung fu to me. Did you ever play the game kung fu? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way everyone moves, it's so stiff. And the way you kind of float in the air when you jump. Yeah, you float in the air when you jump. When you kill them, they just fall off the screen the same way they do in in uh, Kung Fu. Um, so yeah, so that Jesus, that part of the game, I don't know how much more time that was. That was probably another forty five minutes trying to get through that side scrolling part, even with safe states, because I wanted to get through with enough health to take on the football guys. Um, but uh, by the end of it, I figured out like the best strategy to get past the guy after the oxygen tank part is basically crawl on the ground. They cannot see you. <laughs> like, if you're just prone on the ground, their vision is just straight ahead of them. So you can you can just crawl up to them and stab them in the leg and they'll die. Well, I was going to mention that another staple uh, for the series is uh, crawling introduced in this game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, crawling. Uh, only for side-scroller, side but yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, so yeah, then I got the footballers, and then after that, it's over to the tanker. Um, caught on the tanker. Immediately found the elevator, by the way, German. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, where did it, it take looks, me? Take me downstairs. It looks like stripes. I thought it was just like freaking like a caution tape or something. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I just was like, this looks like a door to me. So that's why I, <laughs> when I saw that text, I was like, this, like, what? What do you mean? There's an elevator. <laughs> um, but, you know, oh. it, it's um, 8 bit games are really, dude, it's hard to see things in those games sometimes. You just, what am I even looking at? You know? Um, I found the flare gun ammo first, uh, and then found the flare gun later. I don't remember where, um, but I definitely went into every single door. My man Ridley on chat, like helping me out, um, fought those, uh, those guys behind those sandbags who were throwing okay. grenades. Um, you can just do the same, not the same strap, but you can just use explosives again. Um, just set it in front of them. Just keep moving. Like, don't stop. Um, and then after that, I guess that tanker has multiple metal gears, uh, from the first game that oh. didn't show up <laughs> because there's no metal gear in the first NES game. Um, but it's the same, um, eight bit artwork from the MSX version. It's that metal oh, gear, cool. the TX, whatever it's called. Um, yeah. So there's like, uh, six of them or something downstairs. And your job is to is to blow up that area, which I guess it's called the ammo dump down at the bottom. You put an explosive um, next to all these pieces of ammo, I guess, and then it triggers a little cutscene. And then, oh, by the way, it's it's that's like a flashlight room, so that's why you need the flare gun. Um, oh, because you shoot a flare like the beginning of the game, and then it lights up the whole room. And there's a bunch of these little um, they look like like likes. From Link, uh, from Link, from Zelda, um, but they move like those spiky things from Ocarina of Time. If you know what I'm talking about, spiky, the, like the, oh, like, like, the, the, the yeah, like well, I guess they're not just Ocarina of Time. They're even in the first Zelda, but like the Weavers, I think, in the desert, right? Uh no, not the Weavers. Um, actually, yeah, no, you're right. I'm thinking of different things, but yes, they actually move more like the Weavers. But if you touch them, what they are is they're sensors, and they trigger an alarm. Mm. Um, but anyways, pass those, put the, put the explosive on the ammo dump. Then it's like cutscene blows up and then it's like 
run, get the hell out of here. And then the entire screen just like shakes and you're just like running out. And um, I didn't know where to go. So my entire time trying to escape the tanker was running around. Also, I was curious at one point and ran <laughs> in the opposite direction that I knew I had to go just because I was like, what's over here? Oh, nothing. Literally the same screen I was just at. And the fucking so got to the top of the tanker. I wasn't in the right spot, apparently, and I died. And uh, so then I had to do that all over again, which wasn't bad. Like the checkpoint was uh, once again at the elevator, so it wasn't a big deal. Um, I already had all the items I needed. And once so I guess there's a room if you're. If you're looking at the screen like northeast, southwest, it's over to the east. And then it's like where the helicopter picks you up and cutscene, get out. And then they drop you off in a desert uh, or like a desert camp or something. And that's that's the third area. I um, I needed a, a mine detector. I found it. And, and I actually really like this mine detector compared to um, the traditional Metal Gear mine detector. Um, traditional mine detector is pretty much just, here's all the mines. You can just see where they all are. Um, but the one in Snake's Revenge is literally kind of like the one you would see dads using in TV shows at the beach, you know, like just mm. a metal detector. <laughs> the only reveals was in front of you, more or less? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it has a little thing for where you're going to reveal something. And yeah, I was like, oh, this is actually pretty awesome like this should i feel like that should have been used in in more metal gears but obviously you know probably wouldn't have been as fun um but yeah then i had to find like a secret entrance to get to a train um which i never made it to the train this is pretty much where i stopped i found the secret entrance and there was another side scrolling spart part with underwater again that i had to go through and the reason i stopped is because i didn't know that I can change weapons and items and I needed to use an explosive to blow up this wall underwater. Um, and that's, that's where I stopped and decided to just watch uh, a speed run on stream because by that point I had been playing for three hours and almost four hours and just watched like a 30 minute um, speed run and was baffled that this man, whoever he is. Um, oh, Chris. Yeah. Uh, the name of this man which this is why I think you're fucking with us. But the name of this man is Dammit. <laughs> His name is Dammit. So I think Chris is a secret agent. I think he's a secret foxhounder. He's a and, foxhounder. Uh, <laughs> he's been fucking with us the whole time. He just speedruns Metal Gear on the weekends. I know, right? Jeez, he's got the world record. <laughs> how, how, much, uh, how much more game was left um, based on where you left off? Three quarters more. So you were Three only quarters through? Yeah. So according to Ridley, who was helping me, he said, where you got to was 30 minutes if you know what you're doing. And there was still an hour and a half left if you know what you're doing. Jeez. I'd only done a quarter wow. of the game. <laughs> That's definitely wow. where I give up. I was like, <laughs> no, no more. Yeah. So it is definitely longer than yeah. the uh, MXX and NES versions for sure. Yeah, it's about a... Yeah, like a two to three hour game, um, I guess, average for people. When you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, that yeah. was the thing with the MSX version, too, is I looked up before I started playing, uh, just out of curiosity, like, how long does it take to beat this? And it said four hours. And then, like I said, if you know what you're doing, I was like, oh, that's not me. And it took me 
uh, and that was with the walkthrough probably what a third of the way through that game. Uh, it took yeah. me about twenty hours to get through it. So yeah. Well, I, I will say just based on what I feel, at least as far as I made it, there was no going back and forth like there was on the the first game, where you know you go to building one to go to building two to go back to building one to go to building three to go back to two to go back to three to go back to one to go back to three. You know. It, at yeah. least this one seems like it doesn't do that. Like, because once you blow the tanker, yeah, yeah, you're not going back to the tanker. It's done. Um, so that that at least is kind of interesting. I, I like I said, I still want to play it, but I'm just not gonna do it anytime soon or or beat. It. I still want to beat it, but I'll do it later. Or yeah, at least just just give especially, it a shot. Especially after seeing what comes next, um, I was absolutely just uh, amazed. And disgusted at the same time, I was like, "Who the fuck made this game?" Really, <laughs> you know. But at the same time, like, this is actually pretty good shit, and it sucks that it's a Metal Gear game. Like, I want to give this game more credit, but it's it's a Metal Gear game, and it makes me mad. <laughs> hmm. But also, I'm kind of I'm kind of grateful because I would have never seen this game if it wasn't a Metal Gear game. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, if it was something else, I would have never known anything about it it would have been one of those thousands of nes games that got lost in the ether that nobody knows about oh yeah especially so late in the release cycle you know 1990 you said yeah nobody gave a shit at that point no people were already pretty much getting ready for the super nintendo or or playing whatever the sega master drive or something i don't know whatever neo geo or something yeah yeah because super nintendo came out in 91 didn't it oh okay 91 i wasn't sure if it was 91 or 92 but yeah i think you're right um, so since Chris didn't really get to play it and, and, and isn't going to be able to beat it, at least not trying to throw shade at you, but are we going to talk about spoilers in this game? If you will, Luis, like let him know what happens. Cause uh, Chris, you're just probably going to watch a speed run of this or did you already yeah. watch a speed run of this? I haven't watched a speed run or anything of it yet. Uh, like I said, I started to watch noises vod of it, um, but didn't get very far, but yeah, I'll probably watch a speed run or something. So I'm fine with spoilers. Oh, well, well I- actually. I honestly Go don't ahead. know what the hell happened because the speed you run doesn't show you any of the story. So I don't know what the fuck happened. Uh, oh, no. You know what? You know what? I don't know what I wanted to talk about. I think we will leave it off. We'll leave it be because since this is the unofficial sequel, it might not even be in this game. Um, it might be on the official sequel, the Metal Gear Solid Snake for uh, the Nintendo, the one that Kojima made. So uh, we'll hold off on that. Um, okay. Um, you you probably know what maybe what what other uh, I think I know spoilers talking I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll leave that for now. But but so then, hmm, so this game. Oh, all like I know said, is that Jonathan gets found again. I think, and Mike for sure died. And uh, after his death, he went up three ranks. Damn. Which I don't know how that's a thing, but apparently, <laughs> it, I think it. One of the I mean, people in don't... my chat was like, "That's a real thing that happens," and I'm like, "That's fucked up." <laughs> I was gonna say, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's a real thing. If if you, I don't know if it happens. Period. But I think if you at least died, then you know it was at a least. sacrifice for the. <laughs> yeah. oh, no, no. I mean, I mean, I mean, I meant to say, Man, if I could if just die, died, go three rings. <laughs> if you died and and your death was somehow Honorable. beneficial, yeah, yeah to, to the mission or something, you do get promoted. And and again, that's kind of a, it's hard. I mean, you're like you think about it, like that's fucked up, but also it's like, I guess you know that's the least. Uh, army could do for you you know you died and they're like well yeah, okay, for, you're... for for you and your family i guess to yeah. feel better that you did something that um 
wasn't completely pointless. So yeah, it, it is. It's a real thing, and it, it's it's crazy. It's crazy to think about that. Yeah, someone's like, oh, you've been you know you were promoted. I don't know my ranks, but you know from private to freaking first sergeant or something, whatever you know. But that's yeah. that's interesting that someone I that did, they actually kind of threw that in the game. Huh? I didn't I didn't say it on stream, but for sure it made me kind of depressed. I was like, that's that's real sad. Like, <laughs> I know we're dunking on this game, but that's that fucking guy died at the beginning of the game. <laughs> well, and, uh, I, I yeah. mean, that that's tying in with the uh, the theme of the game, you know, soldiers being used. Yeah. And that does. And kinda, just, yeah, that's true. Soldiers, soldiers serving their purpose. Yeah. You know? But um, yeah, anything else you want to add on this one? Noise? I'm I trying to think if there's anything else that I, I kind of want to bring up, but. I said no. my my if, my thing. If anything, it uh, it just brought back that tension in my shoulders. Um, talking <laughs> about that game, <laughs> like I was, uh, I had high high blood pressure for sure. Uh, by the time I was done, and watching the speed run didn't help either because I was like, no way, dude! Like this, is, I don't know how anyone could do this. And and just knowing in my brain, like before I die, I'm gonna beat this game, and I'm gonna have to go through all that without knowing what I'm doing. Um, kind of stressed me out. Um. So no, I mean I have nothing left. Uh, you know, the only thing I'm going to say is uh, just going to remind listeners um, that you can play along with us. Um, I know we already played through the the, the first three Metal Gear games, but uh, the next one's going to be uh, Metal Gear Two: Solid Snake, the the official sequel to the M- uh, to Metal Gear on MSX, uh, made by Kojima, uh, influenced by Snake's Revenge to be created. Um, and they were both released the same year, uh, crazily enough. So, so that means that, that he heard Snake's Revenge was in development and then managed to create, uh, what seems to be a masterpiece, uh, is what a lot of people say about, uh, Solid Snake. So I'm actually pretty stoked because I've never, um, I've never made it very far. Like it's, the beginning's pretty hard, um, and there's a lot of new mechanics that are very welcome, but it's just hard to kind of um, execute them. <laughs> yeah, like to wrap your brain around that kind of stuff in a in two dimensional space instead of three dimensional space, like I'm used to. That's where I'm struggling because um, my I, all the things that you can do in in Solid Snake you can kind of do in Solid, and I just my brain is thinking in 3D instead of 2D, and so I think that's where I'm going to struggle the most. Um, so yeah, so if you're listening, you can play along. We're going to play Solid Snake, uh, in the next one. Um, do you guys have anything to add for that part? Yeah. I mean, I just wanted to say I'm also pretty excited because, um, I've never played this one like at all, like touched it, period. I've seen tiny, tiny bits of let's plays. Um, so I do know that there's a bunch of new mechanics, quote unquote, that are introduced that, you know, will carry over and whatnot. So I'm like, I'm excited. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to beat it. Uh, um, I, I'm, I'm excited. Like I said, um, like, like you said, anyone out, out there who wants to play along with us and either quote unquote suffer with us or, you know, just kind of get to enjoy <laughs> with us. Cause, cause yeah. I think going forward, like I said earlier, it's, uh, I think it's all pretty, pretty good games. I think yeah. we, we ate our vegetables. Like you said, we just plowed through the broccoli, bro- broccoli and cauliflower. And now we're moving on to, I don't know what would this be like mashed potatoes, I guess. Yeah, uh, something good. Yeah, so yeah, according to the internet, this is a good game, a great game. So uh, it should be uh, pretty dope from here on. Thankfully, because Jesus, uh, I'm just I'm really close. 
to have gotten over uh, Snake's Revenge. That was uh, I was pretty miserable. Um, I know I was laughing and everything through my stream, but <laughs> it's only because you didn't want to cry. Yeah, that's you know you know how they show those pictures like this is what depression looks like, and the guy's laughing. That, that was kind of me. They're like, this is what agony is, and I'm <laughs> yeah. <just> smiling. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty stoked. It's it's gonna it's gonna be pretty rad. Um, the so this is not gonna be like these games where we're gonna finish it in one week. Okay. Um, Metal Gear Two Solid Snake is according to multiple sites and and you know like how long to beat and all that stuff. It's like a full on game. So oh wow. Probably be, it'll yeah it'll probably be like seven to eight hours. Um, I heard there's a lot of coded calls, so there you we're gonna have to kind of pull it out of our heads to be like, Oh, don't call because the calls are useless. Like, I guess in this one there's conversations and real shit happens and there's a deep story. So, um, we might actually have to pay attention in this one and not just struggle with the gameplay. Um, so I think, um, what we were thinking of doing was following Chris's lead and just, he kind of tells us how far he got. And then that's where Contra and I will, Contra, sorry. Um, German and I will speak towards. I mean, we're all we're all noobs in this one, so um I, I think only that for, for Chris, because since we do I know German and I know the story for this mm-hmm. game. And so that we don't spoil anything, we wanna that's why we want Chris to take the lead so that he can be like, I've gotten to the part to where this happened to so and so and we can be like, Okay, we can talk up to this part and you know, and that's it. So I think okay. I think the game could be probably beaten in two weeks is what I'm hoping. Um, if we can't, do you guys just want to move on or do you want to try to beat it all the way? Uh, Good question. I think, Go ahead, Chris. I think that's mostly up to you two. Um, I, 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 I was actually going to ask, uh, at what point would you like me to start using a walkthrough? Um, because I'm, I am okay with struggling as much as I can to figure it out. Uh, on my own and everything i am fine with doing that obviously i don't want to take too long to do this because we have plenty of games to play like you mentioned um but like at what point do you think it's it's acceptable for me to say i've i've given the old college try i'm going to get through a walkthrough or or some sort of guide or something like that what do you think um, um you, you know what i was going to say uh Luis, is that uh every every walkthrough we've kind of looked at recently for these last three games here doesn't really spoil a whole lot. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I think as long as you're not like skipping ahead on the walkthrough, I think we should be fine. Maybe okay. maybe maybe Noiser, I can look for one, and then be like, oh yeah, I just use this one. Personally, I don't I don't want you to suffer because I want you to enjoy these games with everything yeah. coming forward. So I mean, I want you to beat them, and I think uh, give it the good old. My vote is give it the good old college try. And then be like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Pull up the guide just to get to that section. And then, you know, obviously, like, kind of tradition, close it up, try again. And then, oh, I'm stuck again. What's next? I, I think because we are kind of setting ourselves with time limits to an extent, um, and we are trying to complete them, especially going forward, most of these games will be relevant to each other. So not being able to complete them would kind of defeat the purpose of the podcast, um, or at least not even able to see a full playthrough. So. I don't know. My right. vote is just give it a shot and then just look at a walkthrough without skipping ahead too much noise. What do you think? Yeah, I don't think um, 
I don't think any moment is too early. Um, okay. Yeah, I think I think it's it's fair game because yeah, like German's right. Like we want you to enjoy these games. Um, I am stubborn and I will go as far as I can. As you guys saw, I beat the NES version, which I never thought I'd <laughs> ever do in my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, I'm you know I'm gonna go as far as as far as I can without a walkthrough. Um. And I have I have three different versions of this game, and I do want to see. The differences. Um, the thing is, I just I don't know how I'm going to do that if this game is that long. I know because the MSX version. Um, so so the reason I want to I want to play through the MSX version as opposed to the Snake Eater and the uh, Master Collection versions. Um, the portraits on the codec calls are actors. Um, like they just took like movie stills, pixelated them, mm. and put them in the game, um, which is fucking hilarious uh snake is david hasselhoff (laughs) (laughs) um other characters or other actors i won't mention who they are but yeah it's just kind of like okay so first you're michael bean from terminator and now you're the hoff like okay um so that's why i kind of want to play through that one but i think i might just do that one on my own time um when we're we're playing through what will be the easy games for us uh for german and i because it's i know we've decimated those other games a million times so those ones thankfully won't take up too much of our time um i think mostly we're just going to be guiding uh chris through them if he needs help um i think in those games you won't need a walkthrough to be honest um no once once you get to metal gear solid uh the game definitely goes out of its way to to help you with codec calls and stuff like it's okay it's very friendly that way and not not immersion uh breaking somehow it makes it more immersive if that makes sense german mm-hmm. the yeah. way they ex- the way the codec calls explain things to you it's it's uh you'll see chris um but uh yeah i think that's i think that's the best way to go about it i think um grab a walkthrough for for metal gear 2 and uh just enjoy it just just play it for the story um okay. maybe not so much the 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 gameplay cuz it's not worth struggling with the gameplay um like i said i've I've been trying actually for a couple weeks now and i'm not getting too far um i'm also playing on normal i might just play on easy (laughs) because it's like it's kicking my ass (laughs) and i want to get further um but uh yeah i think that's the plan what do you think chris i'm good with that that sounds good to me okay yeah so um i'll uh, I'll play give it the old college try and then i'll get as far as i can and if i get stuck at any point i'll use a walkthrough whatever and yeah okay any um any theories uh as far as story goes since you know you know what happens in the first one um you know you you helped a fox hunter a fox hounder out yeah um you defeated a metal gear and you supposedly defeated big boss um cuz that ending was come back yeah yeah what do you what do you um, think uh what do you think might happen in this one cuz theorizing <sighs> is also a part of the metal gear culture yeah. Yeah, um, I was gonna say that that's good. I like that. I'm honestly not too sure. Uh I don't know. I kinda think Big Boss won't show up in the second one, but I don't I also don't know. because uh, Kojima wasn't originally planning on making a second one, is what you said, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm I I almost expect Big Boss not to show up. Um and there's gonna be some other big bad evil guy or something. Um So you don't think it, there will be any returning characters like Jennifer? I think- 
I think there may be returning Diane. characters. Steve. Um, yeah, yeah, Steve. Yeah. Um, I think there will be reporting re, returning re, support characters. Sorry. Okay. Um, but I don't know. I, I just, I don't know because you guys have mentioned, and I don't know if this is considered a spoiler or not, because you, you guys mentioned that Kojima didn't actually plan on making a second one. That kind of makes me think like, Oh, well he didn't, he didn't keep all of the, uh, continuity from the first game necessarily in the second one. If that okay. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, no, so make that, sense. Kind of my thought, my thoughts along there. Um, but otherwise, I don't really have any predictions or ideas or anything as far as how the story is going to go or who's going to show up. So okay, cool. So so Chris's theory is that it will be a self-sustained story with some and, connections. And I like, yeah, with some, with some connections. I, I like this. I like this noise um, because uh, you are right. Um, theorizing was half of the 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 game if you will it was like at the end of the game like what the fuck just happened what's what's going on what's the next one and you know and and the whole mind game is with kojima you know with trailers and everything so i I like that going forward we can kind of ask chris especially since we've played almost everything going forward after after besides this game they were like chris what do you think what do you think is gonna happen just to see what he thinks i think you just named that segment we just came up with a new segment called Ask Chris. <laughs> Chris, what do you think? Let's ask Chris. <laughs> yeah. Where is it going? Where is it going, Chris? Um, oh, damn, I lost my... Oh, um, yeah. Um, I'm glad you agree with that because I remember from our first episode, you mentioned um, that your friend was like, don't don't overthink it, man. Just play the game. Oh, yeah. For three? Um, uh, my favorite. I can't wait till we get to three, man. Uh. I, uh, I do not agree with your friend. Who was saying that? I think the more your brain uh, just keeps going, I think the better metal the Metal Gear experience is. So um, I say, let your mind run free, Chris. If for some reason you can't stop thinking about Metal Gear already, um, yeah, just fucking let your theories fly free, man. Because okay. that's what this whole series is about. It's about fucking you know thinking of the most convoluted thing, and maybe that might be the thing that happens. Dude, it's gonna get crazier, Chris. Let me let's just put it that way, man. <laughs> or does it? Let me put it that way. Yeah, maybe it does it. Maybe it just it's shit, and we're just tricking you into the worst <laughs> video game series you know? that ever existed. <laughs> and like I trick you guys that I'm actually a speeder. I mean, uh, what? <laughs> Chris just renamed it to Damn It because he's like, shit. If I leave Damn It, Chris, they'll know it's me. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, no, you're gonna get this, Chris. You won't, but uh. I was going to chime in and say, he played us like a fiddle. He played us like a damn fiddle. Um, yeah. <laughs> You'll get uh, that, Chris. A couple, a couple, maybe a month or so from, or more from that. Okay. Uh, speaking of crazy things, um, one more thing. Uh, I know we're running kind of long, but one more thing uh, before we all go night-night. Um, or memes, as we say. Uh, German, did you hear the news that Kojima dropped just last week? Yeah. About the Metal Gear successor? Yes. Or something? What the hell? I heard about it, but I didn't really read it because I thought it was probably a fake article. So, or, yeah. or an exaggerated article. So, I don't know. So, yeah. So, he is, yeah, he's working on something with Sony um, specifically because he's doing his, uh, what is he doing? He's doing um, OD with Xbox, which is oh, going to yeah. be a scary OD, game. Yeah. Uh, he's finishing up Death Stranding 2. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so in the future, I mean, he's not working on it right now, but in the future, he's bringing tactical espionage action back 
Hmm. Um, which has me super excited because I feel like it's a response to the Metal Gear Solid Delta remake. The Delta? Oh, dude. Um, Kojima, um, as Chris, you will learn, Kojima is a, is a, a diva, um, if I can put it that way. He likes to be a rock star. He likes mm-hmm. to be the center of his video games. Um, he likes the attention. And I think that announcement probably super rubbed him the wrong way. And I think him and his homie, Jeff Keighley, um, do you know who Jeff Keighley is? I do not. He's a journalist. He's the, he's the host of, uh, of the video game awards or oh, the okay. game awards or whatever. Sounded familiar. Yeah. Yeah. He, I know Jeff Keighley since he was doing like the bonus round on game trailers.com. And I actually, I don't know, I had an opportunity to meet him and shake his hand, but I was too shy, um, at a cinema con, um, back in 2008 or 2009. No, sorry. Later than that. But, um, yeah, he now hosts, he, he, well, he runs the game awards. He doesn't just host them, but he is buddy, buddy with Kojima. And even he did not have nice words to say about the Metal Gear Solid Delta trailer announcement. And yeah, I think, I think he, he rattled, uh, Kojima's cage and was like, you can't let this happen like this. And, uh, I think Kojima felt the same way. I think he's just like, fuck that. You guys want to see tactical espionage action? I'll fucking show you. Cause he said, and he said next gen. Ooh, he yeah. didn't say current gen. So I'll, I'll right. let you, I'll let you chew on that for a so while. Like, like PS six or whatever it may be. That's, that's the speculation right now is PS six, a generation, you know, RTX 50, 50 series. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. he definitely sounds like he has uh, all the funding he needs from Sony. You know, it sounds like they, uh, Pretty much gave him carte blanche to do whatever he wants. So yeah, and he was standing next to um, I forget the developer's name. Sorry, developer, but the the lead from Guerrilla Games, the guy who gave him the Decima engine for for uh, Death Stranding. So you can tell they're they're going to be working pretty close together. Um, so I'm excited. Okay. Okay. Good. Just wanted to throw that your way because I'm I know that did not slip your radar. Um, no, like I said, I didn't read the article. I'll, I'll read it now and just so I can get some more info on it, some more details. Yeah, I, I didn't really, really. All I've, all I know is what other people are saying. I want to read it as well. But uh, yeah, that's um, that's that's pretty crazy. That's 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 coming. Interesting. Um, yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, that was another successful episode of Codec Calls. Um, sorry you didn't get to hear Chris as much, but he was fucking busy and didn't want to kill himself. Plain <laughs> <laughs> which I don't blame him. Um, the veggies are eaten. We're moving on to mashed potatoes mm-hmm. with gravy because that's mm. the best part of the mashed potatoes. The gravy, it is, yeah. Unless you're a twelve year old and, and you put ketchup in them. Oh no! I, I was gonna say if you take your little green beans and put it in and make a little birthday cake, but that works too. <laughs> birthday cake. <laughs> <laughs> Word up! Um, all right. All right. Uh, so yeah. Um, this has been uh, Codec Calls, a Metal Gear Saga podcast uh, with me, your host, Noise, a.k.a. Luis, or the other way around, and uh, my other two co-hosts. I'll let them say goodbye themselves. Hey, I'm German. You can also call me Riser. I'm uh, Dammit Chris, a.k.a. the World's Worst Gamer. And uh, yeah, we're still thinking of a sign-off. If not, just enjoy whatever sound effect I put at the end. Goodbye. <laughs> Peace. Bye. God damn it, Chris. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Yes, sir. The entire episode is out now. Those three are still playing. More content? Yes, sir. Pixel-Benders.com is the best place to find it. Yes, sir. Movie commentaries, let's plays, and early access to videos are there. Right on schedule. Yes. You can click the link in the description below. Yes. You can send your questions to info at pixel-benders.com. No, sir. It doesn't cost a thing to give the show a five-star rating. That's right. Nobody knows you are the one that will keep this podcast alive. Yes. Thank you. Goodbye. Mr. Listener. <laughs>